Wake up. It's the morning motivation with Brittany Daniel. Good morning, good morning, good morning, beautiful people, and welcome to the morning motivation. I'm your host, Brittany Daniel. I hope that you guys are doing well this morning. Um, man, so I just listened to a word. I'm going to uh, share it after morning motivation on my community page. It was really good. So we're going to talk about it today. Um, we're going to talk about it. So it says we're reading Destiny by T.D. Jakes. Um, but I was listening to a sermon this morning and it really hit home for me because I know a couple of people in my life are going through this. I know that I was I'm kind of in the midst of figuring things out. So I want to talk about it. We're still talking about destiny, but it's going to be the act of filling yourself up and saying no as well. OK, and why and what we say no to and why it's so important and all that moving forward for your destiny so that we're destiny focused and driven. But I hope you guys are doing well today. Um, let's dive into the prayer and the shout outs. If you are new and this is your first time watching, let me know where you are watching from. Um, yeah, let's jump right into it. So dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up again for another day. Thank you for allowing us to fellowship through the internet. I pray that anything is said is through you and that you give me revelation during this com this communication and that anybody out there gets something that they need. I pray that it is downloaded in their spirit and you work through them and that you guide our steps and then make, make sure that our steps are ordered by you. And if anybody is dealing with any type of depression, anxiety, just self-doubt, they're overwhelmed, that you rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus and you remove it out of their lives and they get a revelation to how they can fix their issues and their situations. Your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. And I also pray for abundance, light and love and all of that stuff as well. But I, I'll, I'll, it's always on my heart to say that because, or to pray for that, because I feel like sometimes when people go through depression and anxiety, there's different layers. I learned from my apostle, um, you know, sometimes it can be spiritual. Sometimes it can be physical. So if you are feeling away, make sure you go see a doctor or a therapist. Prayer is one way, you know, if it's spiritual, if it's demonic, prayer is one way and getting closer to God and, and bringing in Jesus and the Holy Spirit and all of that into you is one way to fight it. But sometimes we need a physical way and sometimes you can have a physical way to do it, but maybe something is generational, demonic and things like that. So you want to make sure you're you're covered on both ends. You know, uh, our insurance covers, but so much. So we want to make sure that we're covered spiritually and physically and there's nothing wrong with either one. Um, but don't rely on one without the other. You need both. You need both. Okay. But let's jump into today's, uh, not today, excuse me. Let's jump into the shout out. So if you are watching live, go ahead and load up the live stream so you can get your shout out this morning. Good morning, Melanin Honey. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Queen. Good morning, Swift. Swift Tay gang. Ow. Swift Tay, is this your first time watching? If it is, let me know where you are watching from. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Shador. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Such a Lady. Good morning, Cabril. Hey, how are you? Good morning, um, Norma. Good morning, Authenticating Beauty. Good morning, Felicia. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Yolanda. Good morning, Talia. Good morning, Michigan in the building. Ow. What part of Michigan are you from? I was going to say Chicago. Child, that's in Illinois. <laughs> that is in Illinois. Okay. What part of Michigan are you from? I would love to know. Uh, she, Amber, good morning. We had Detroit in the building yesterday. Now we got, we got to see what part of Michigan you're from. Uh, good morning, L. Good morning. Uh, Venetia says, morning listening in 
from my whole ride share. <laughs> they are going to hear this. <laughs> that is okay. Metro Detroit. Detroit is in the building. Detroit been pulling up lately. Shout out to Detroit. Shout out to, uh, I think, Venetia, you're in Canada. Shout out to Canada. Uh, shout out to Africa. We have some uh, people that listen in from South Africa. I know Nana's over there in uh, the UK and London. So good afternoon and good evening to all of my international watchers. Good morning, Lacey. I really appreciate y'all pulling up on me, especially the ones that are on the East Coast. I mean, excuse me, the West Coast that pull up at uh, at 5 a.m. Sometimes we have some West Coast listeners. And thank you guys every day for tuning in. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Swift Tay said he, he been on here. She been on here. Okay. Good morning, lady. Intro. Okay. So I'm going outside of my notes um, that I have because we we're talking about instinct. Like today's topic is use your instincts. And we're going to talk about that. Um, but it's on my heart to say this because I've been having a few conversations and hearing this this morning kind of gave me confirmation and gave me life. So I always want to share with y'all. Y'all know I'm I'm always ready to share. Like I'm the type of person. I can't get people's gifts early. You know what I mean? Like when I get something that's so good or I'm excited for y'all to know, I just got to tell you. So forgive me if it doesn't come out. Lord, use uh, my language. Please use my spiritual gifts to do it correctly and properly and let it be from you. Um, but I was listening to uh, the great Bishop T.D. Jakes this morning. And let's see, what was the sermon called? I'm going to share it on my community page. Anytime that I have anything good, I always share it on my community page. So make sure you're subscribed to my channel. You go to the community page. Good morning, Sydney. And you check and scroll because there's anytime a sermon just like hits your girl's heart, it's there, right? So it's provoked to purpose. And it's kind of on the same page where we're talking about destiny. So this week we've been talking about destiny, stepping into your purpose. Last week we we're talking about uh, your spiritual purpose, right? What you're supposed to do in the spiritual realm. And then what I love about the book destiny is it ties into your physical purpose, right? It ties you, it brings you home to uh, your spiritual purpose, or excuse me, your physical purpose, which can be both. But one thing that he was talking about is he was saying how, and I was struggling with this too, trying to figure this out because the Bible in many times will tell you uh, not to be complacent. That's the wrong word, but just be, you know, be, uh, y'all give me the word. If I can't, we did do the morning prayer. <laughs> we did do. Thank you. She Amber was like, hold on now. Hold on. Did you not do the prayer? Hold on. We did do the prayer. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we did do the prayer it was quick. I did it first. I did it first and quick. She Amber was like, hold on. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all police me, police me. Uh, let me see. Not, not, uh, okay. Content. <laughs> so the Bible often tells us to be content, right? To just really be content in God, really understand that there's seasons that we're, that we can be in where we need to be content. Right. And, and sometimes often what I deal with and what I battle with, and let me know in the comments, if you guys deal with the same thing, I kind of battle with, well, Lord, am I supposed to be content or am I supposed to be a beast and go after it and work hard? Because you can get the two conflicting messages. And we know in order to be successful, right, in order to be successful in any realm, whether it's your career or relationship, you can't be complacent. And complacent is stagnation, right, is you're not moving, you're, you're, you're getting there, but you want to be content. So I often, what's up, I'm watching from the Philippines, <laughs> I often battle with that in my own personal life, right? 
I'm like, am I supposed to be running full force or am I supposed to be like chilling and relaxing? And one thing that Bishop T.D. Jake said this morning is anything that you bring into your life is going to require work, right? Too much is given, much is required. The issue that we tend to have, and I have this issue, let me know, I might be the only one, but I have this issue where we tend to pile on more and more and more onto our plates, right? Um, we already got this going on, but then you told your sister you were going to do this, or you got this going on and you said you were going to volunteer more in this area, or you got this going on, you got your work going on, but then you know that you need to show up for your husband a little bit more. So what we tend to do is we tend to overload ourselves, overwhelm ourselves. That causes depression, anxiety. It makes us go to our therapist. Like my life is just, and I don't have time. And one thing that is struck to me because I applied for another job recently, right? And the job is a great opportunity, but I've been battling all week. Like, Hey, if I get this other job, do I, let's be honest with, and I was having an honest conversation with myself. Like I tell y'all the time, we got to be real with ourselves. And sometimes I talk to myself a little greasy, like a best friend, but greasy. Right. So I was like, B, keep it a buck. Like, do you really have time on your plate for what you want to do? Because you're looking at your financial goals, right? Because I got all my finances written out. I got goals. I got things I want to pay off. I got, I'm, I'm working towards a specific viewpoint, right? And, and what we can tend to do is want it really quick or want it like, okay, if I do this and this, then I should be able to get this in about three to six months. You know, we put that pressure on ourselves, which all the time isn't a bad thing. But what tends to happen is sometimes we can overload ourselves. So I'm up here talking to myself like, B, can you really do it? Now, mind you, I'm just going to be transparent and, and, and give us uh, give you guys a scenario, syn synopsis of my life and my days. Uh, Venetia says, yes, like ants, it's, it says somewhere in the Bible, don't ask me where <laughs> building colonies. Yes, yeah, so you just don't want to just overwhelm yourself, right? So I'm just going to be transparent with my with my day. So I get up around, depending on the day, 6, 630, right? Uh, I prepare for morning motivation if I haven't the night before. Um, and then I start getting some days, not all because my routine, I'm, I'm really tired lately, but some routine days, my day would get up earlier and I would like do a stretch, work out a little bit, uh, get a sermon in, read my Bible, prepare for morning motivation, then get ready. So I'm, I'm always getting ready around seven, seven thirty, right? Then I'm on air with y'all about eight o'clock. Then after that, uh, I walk Zara, I take a, a little mental break because what I do with y'all is even though I love it, it can be, you know, sometimes taxing on my mental health, but it has nothing to do with y'all. That's just, that's me. So I take a little woo saw and then I get to work on my, uh, on my contract jobs. Right. So at 10 o'clock I'm either doing work with my, my clients or military work. And depending on what time of the month it is, sometimes I'm doing both and then I'll do that all day. and then. Once I'm done, depending if I have to go in the office, I have to sit in traffic for about an hour and a half. Then by the time I get home around 630, I'm headed to church and I'm in church from about 7, 730, depending on most nights. And this is so bad because I'm saying my schedule on the Internet. Lord, forgive me. I'm, I'm, it depends on where I'm at. I'm home sometimes and sometimes I'm not. So anybody trying to clock me, you know, <laughs> I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. But then I'm at church, depending on the night from about 7 to 10, 10, 11. Then I come home. I need to eat. And then I'm either going straight to bed or whatever. So I get a bit to bed around 12, 1230. Where in my schedule do I have time for another job? <laughs> and I was having this conversation with myself. And I'm not saying that my schedule is any more. Probably, some of y'all probably got even more complex schedules 
or whatever the case may be, right? But I was looking at my schedule like, B, loading anything else would probably take you under. And this is why knowing yourself is so important. Knowing your thresholds in which in your capacity is, 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 is very, being very honest with y'all. Like for me, morning motivation, my, my nine to five, my co, and then I didn't even say in between that I have coaching clients in the evenings most days. So I didn't even put that into the schedule. So I normally do coaching from about five to probably sometimes four, depending on the day up until about seven, eight o'clock, depending on the day. Right. So I have coaching on top of that. So I have morning motivation, uh, church, work, coaching, and I have something else that, that is not coming on my mind. Do you see how my plate is pretty full? Right. And I'm just one person. I don't know how y'all do it with kids and y'all kids have soccer and all of this other stuff. Right. So sometimes what can happen is we can genuinely overload ourselves. And what that tends to do is sometimes can cause us to be stagnant in some areas. Sometimes it can cause us to be working too much in an area that's not fulfilling our destiny or not fulfilling what our purpose is. Or we could just straight out, maybe it is, and you're just overwhelmed because you got a lot going on. So what TD, TD Jake said is we got to learn the power of saying no. And not always to people, sometimes to ourselves, you know, because a lot of times if we're not striving for a goal, sometimes we keep ourselves busy uh, because we don't feel like we're doing enough. We don't feel like we're we're not honoring ourselves to say, you know what, what you're doing is pretty great. And another thing I don't want, I want to say this before I forget it is. I lost it that quick. It'll come back to me. Uh, (laughs) I guess it wasn't time for me to move on yet. But we overload ourselves because we're not applauding ourselves in the interim, saying, you know what? This is enough. I'm doing a great job. Oh, this is what I was going to say. And because if you overload yourself the way, like I'm looking at, I'm saying my schedule out loud, knowing I need to cut back some things, right? So saying that out loud, um, when you look at your schedule, how can you be great in an area or certain areas if you're overloaded? If your plate is maxed out, right? Because he said it's not good enough to just show up. Sometimes we just feel like, okay, if I show up in this relationship, I'm good. Like I'm here with you every day. Um, You know, ain't no need to buy you flowers. Ain't no need to buy for us to be romantic and go out to date because you see me every day. So here I am. A lot of people get complacent with that. With jobs, you know, it's not enough just to show up. You have to continue to hone your skills. You got to continue to learn. You got to continue to research. All of that takes time. It's not good enough just to show up to church or show up to morning motivation and be like, oh, I'm good. I got my daily dose for the day. Yeah, it's a little dose. It's a little portion, right? It's a little bit. We still have to read our Bibles, connect with God, spend time in prayer. All of that takes time. So what what I believe to be true is, what do I want to say? Is giving yourself grace, allowing yourself to have time, and then be very mindful and celebrate yourselves celebrate where you where you're going where you are and where you're not anymore um and, and being okay with being content with doing what you feel your is your best right if you give your best every day or if you give your best to a thing it might not be what's in your mind which a lot of people have um uh, cuz i've had this too is called like imposter syndrome 
Or like where you never feel like you're good enough, right? No matter what you do, no matter how hard you go, you're never good enough. So what ends up happening is because you're like, well, if I work hard, it's not going to be good enough anyway. So we end up falling back and not doing anything. Or we end up giving our bare minimum or being mediocre in it because we don't celebrate ourselves or we don't pour into our cups. We're expecting other people to do it. We're expecting other people to praise and we're waiting on all this acceptance. That's why a lot of people quit YouTube is because they're pouring their all into this content in this video. Good morning, you guys, and, and doing a lot. And then they're waiting on the praise. Instead of them just saying, hey, that was a great video. Boom, it's out. Who cares who, who likes it? Who cares who sees it? Who cares if it does well? I like it. I'm good with it. Next, right? Instead of it being like that, it's like, oh my God, I spent all, and I've, I've been there. So I'm, I'm saying this from personal experience. Oh my God, I put all this work and this time and this energy and nobody cares. So you know what? I ain't going to do it. Or you give your bare minimum or you do it half behind. You know what I mean? And what he was saying is, one, we have to learn to, to clap for ourselves and appreciate ourselves and give ourselves kudos for getting through and, and sticking to and doing the things that we said we're going to do and, and, and love ourselves in spite of and, and letting our best be enough, even if it's not what you think in your head, even if you don't think that you're any extraordinary you don't have any extraordinary situations. You're not putting out extraordinary work, whatever the case may be. You can't be too hard on yourself in that realm. You have to be like, you know what? It's it's really good. That's why I love those, those TikToks where you see people go, man, I wish more people like bought my product. And then they flash back to their younger selves and they go, wait, I have a business. Like sometimes we forget like, yeah, you might not be VP. Yeah, you might not be head coach. Yeah, you might not be the 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 mom the leader of the moms yeah you might not be a wife or mother but you're not where you used to be the fact that your girl sits on the internet and talks about God I got to give myself a pat on the back because that ain't where I was years ago not to say I was a hellion or nothing like that but that was not my that was not my focus <laughs> my focus was not to walk in purpose and, and and try to change lives in my own personal capacity or whatever the case may be. That was not me. So I got to give myself some props like, Brittany, you came a long way. And I need you guys to do the same things in your own life. The fact that y'all work on y'all selves, the fact that y'all get coaching, the fact that y'all go to therapy, y'all are breaking generational curses. Um, the fact that you guys uh, uh, are working multiple jobs, the fact that you guys do have dreams and goals that you're going after, even if you go slow, even if it's not, you're not quite there yet. And always remember this, there's always going to be another mountain to climb. So I think that that's why God said be content because when we're so focused on the goal or we're so focused on what we need to do, like, okay, I got this going, I got to Then we lose sight. That's where the anxiety comes from sometimes. That's where the depression comes from. That's where the unsettledness comes from. And I think that's why God always tells us to be content. Keep God in the center of your life to keep that peace. Because when you focus on him, you're not worried about tomorrow. Because the Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries, right? You you keep him in the center. You don't care that your boss is upset that you did something wrong on the report because you know it's all going to work out. There were things you were stressed out about to the max a year ago that does not matter to you no more. Y'all, we thought the world was going to end during the panorama, <laughs> the pandemic. We thought the world was going, I thought people was going to fall over like zombies in the streets. And there was going to be a crusade and the Lord was going to come back on a cloud. Like I was like, oh, we are in our last days, Jesus. 
I was like, the world is literally coming to an end. This is a plague. I read this in Revelations. <laughs> I was like, the whole world, Lord, oh my God, what are you wiping us out again? What we, what's going on? Now, we look at the, the pandemic as a memory. One day, we're going to be telling our kids, yeah, we had to stay in the house for like a year or a couple more. Well, if you live in Atlanta, you live in Florida, you had maybe a couple weeks, a couple days, because in Atlanta, where nothing shut down. I had a whole birthday party in 2020 in the club. <laughs> yes, praise God for growth, right? So always remember, no matter what you're going through in this moment, it's just a moment. It's just a moment. Like you will get past it. That's why I think God wants us to be content, not complacent, but content. And I think one of you had a very, very, very good point about, um, uh, okay. Venetia says stagnation has held me down for so long because I'm, cause I'm lazy and it, I don't, and this is the thing about laziness and, um, and procrastination. I People are not naturally lazy or uh, now kids are because kids don't want to do nothing. Right. People are not naturally lazy or they don't naturally progress. This is what it is. And as Christians, especially, we have to be very mindful with our words. Your words give you power. You've already put that label on yourself. And I'm going to rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus, because you're not lazy. What it is, is sometimes we have goals so big that we get that they shock us and they and they scare us to where our feet don't move because we're like how in the heck am I going to do that that's impossible and if I can't get that I don't want nothing so we fall back it's just like you know how people say in relationships if I don't have you I don't want nobody and it's just like but don't do that there's a whole bunch of people out here in this world like don't don't just get stuck on me child like Sarah's pretty all right you know what I mean <laughs> it's like we get so our our goals can be so big our dreams can be so big especially if you Venetia like you have really big goals I know you personally so I know what you are striving for and that's all that's a big thing right that's not an easy that's not an everyday there's no book to tell you how to do it you can watch a couple of videos but that takes a lot of work and sometimes Thinking about how much work that goal is going to take makes us go like, you know what? Wait a minute. And that's very natural. What we have to do in the interim is pray for strength and strategy and put our heads down in one foot in front of the other and not worry about the how, but worry about us moving. You know, sometimes we just got to move. There was a, our apostle preached uh, a sermon. Was it last Sunday about movement? We tend to not get to our goals or we tend to not push forward or we tend to be stagnant where we feel lazy because we're not moving. The reason why we procrastinate is we're terrified of moving. Procrastinate all procrastination is is you're seeing where you what you need to do, right? You see what you need to get done and you feel like whatever that is is going to cause me so much pain, I'm going to put that off and go do this. I'm not going to do that quite yet. I'm going to do I'm going to watch Netflix. And then what ends up happening is the time passes. Now we need to get that thing done or we were supposed to get that thing done. And now we're mad at ourselves and beating ourselves up because we didn't just do it. That's why in my in my ebook that I talk about uh, discipline and consistency, I talk about that. I talk about sometimes you're not lazy or tired. Because we got so much going on that we don't have we we running on like E, you know, when you when your car 
your, your gas light come on and you like, oh, I can make it a little bit longer. Lie, Lord, if you help me to the gas station <laughs> or sometimes, you know, you're supposed to put gas in your car, but you I'm going to go to the store real quick. You know, we're running on E, we're running on fumes, we're running on, you know, tiredness. And I will say, and I'm not saying anybody now, when I say this statement, this is a very general statement because a lot of people are going through this. It's not towards one person. I just want to say that sometimes the things that we put in our bodies, our food, sometimes the, the, the consuming of alcohol and weed can also slow you down. Um, because it, it, it puts you in a state of relaxation. Does that make sense? Like cannabis and THC, depending on what type. Um, and the reason why I know this y'all is not because I do, but because I study, it was going to open up a CBD company. Just FYI, cause military be tripping. Um, THC and cannabis can put you in a state of relaxation, depending on what type you have. And now with all these street pharmacists, you don't know where your stuff is coming from unless you go to a dispensary and they have it listed out. And, you know, if you're getting it from from Ray Ray and them, you don't know what kind you got. You could have the stuff that, that make you tweak. You got a stuff that put you to sleep. You don't know where it's coming from. What type, what kind? They don't even know what kind with none of that. They, they have no clue. They just like it's called cookie yum yum in, in that. <laughs> and, just, and I'm being real. And let's let's we grown. Right. We grown. But. You don't know what it is or what you're consuming. So you, you could drink or smoke. And a lot of the a lot of the alcohol, even wine, has a lot of parabens in it. It has a lot of aluminum in it. Um, they, they're not all created equal, you know, and that's why the cheap stuff gives you gives you a headache. It's good. But, you know, it, it all that plays a part. Right. Sleep. A lot of us don't get a lot of sleep, especially Americans. We have, there's a study that says America is the worst with their sleep. You know, we don't get a lot of sleep and we need sleep. I know I don't get enough sleep, child. I'm tired. <laughs> I need to rest. I need to rest, Lord. But every time I lay down, I'd be like, Lord, I know you say folding of the hands, but Jesus, I need a little bit more. So I need like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'd be like, I know you said poverty is going to pounce on me in Proverbs, but I'm tired, child. I'm tired, Jesus. Let me just a little bit, a little bit more. So... <laughs> So we have to give ourselves grace in that moment. But no, those things can play a factor into us moving forward. Right. Um, I think that's why God wants us to be pure and clean and clear hearted and sober, because it takes so much vigor and so much dog in us to keep going and keep fighting and keep getting to our goals that we need all of our organic strength. And then we need spiritual strength. Right. How we can't pray for strength and pray for all of this stuff if we're feeling our we can't ask for God and the Holy Spirit to download, you know, we're praying to Jesus to download his strength in us, right? And we're praying for Jesus to download his discernment and stuff in there. And one time in in um in church, I had drank the night before, and the Holy Spirit said, I can't download nothing in you because you're filled with something that's not of me. And I was like, Oh my God conviction. <laughs> you be up there like, oh, I'm so sorry. Conviction. That's what convict. That's why I say go to church because church will convict you. Okay. You feel bad. And we're supposed to, because that's, that's areas where we need to change and grow. There's nothing wrong with so For whatever reason, we're tr always trying not to feel bad. That's a part of life. There's good feelings and there's bad feelings. And they're both meant for us for good, for the good of God. Right? So we can't be filled with the Holy Spirit and Jesus' strength and all this. And this is just my interpretation. I haven't read this in the Bible, but this is what the conviction that I got in church. 
was I was that I was like, Lord, I don't feel the way I need to feel like download the Holy Spirit. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, I can't get in you because you're already full with something else. You're full with something that's not of me. So we got to be mindful of that. Like when the more you realize your Christianity and your spirituality, regardless if you call yourself a Christian or not, there are certain things that everything has a spiritual vibration. Everything has a spirit. Everything. And it's going to be positive or negative. So the more spiritually inclined you are, and that's why I always say uh, to tap into religion, because re when I say tap into religion, what I mean is the Bible and Christian faith. To some people, this is religion. You know what I mean? So that's why I say that. But the reason why I say tap into your Bible and Christianity is because you'll be convicted. You will be tapped to be like, oh, I can't do that. And the issue is a lot of us don't want to don't want to don't want nobody telling us what we can't do. I'm grown. Can't nobody tell me I can't have no drink. I'm grown. Can't nobody tell me I can't have no smoke. I'm grown. Can't nobody tell me I can't. <laughs> we always we want to do all it is when in all actuality to get what we truly want and desire. We need that check. Right. So you're not lazy. You're just trying to prevent. You're 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 scared of the steps it's going to take, I personally believe. To get to your goal, because they're big shoes to fill. Um, Cookie Monster says, I have a problem with being content. Once I reach one goal, I feel like I need to set a higher one. Now, this is human nature, right? Um, and it's biblical. A man without vision shall perish. The issue we do is we're not, we don't celebrate our wins, right? We're so busy moving on to the next that we don't just, just for a little bit, right? Um, there was a, there, there there was a scene in 101 Dalmatians, the new one, which I really like. Disney did they thing with that one, okay? They did they thing with the Dalmatian, the, the new 2021 movie. I need to watch it again. It was really good. Uh, with Emma Stone as, as, as Cruella. But there was a scene where uh, her the, the lady, I don't want to give any spoilers. The lady got up and they had a good review in the paper. She read it and she was like, let's take it in. All right, let's go. And some of us don't even do that. They don't we don't even take in our accomplishments. We don't even take it in and and, and hold it for a second and, and really and and you know, we don't even do that. Mind you, I think you should celebrate your small wins. You know, when you when you accomplish a goal, go buy yourself a gift, go take yourself out to dinner, um, plan a vacation, especially if you can afford it. If you can afford it, go go relax. But we have to celebrate our wins because if not, we're gonna look back and we're not even going to remember half of our accomplishments, you know, and I think that 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 may be why people have weddings is because like I worked my butt off to get here. Now I'm going to celebrate. It's like we celebrate weddings. We celebrate babies, but we don't celebrate. You know, we celebrate opening businesses, but we don't really celebrate just like, hey, I didn't cuss nobody out this week. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, you know, I went to the gym every like I said I would. Hey, I ate right this week. Hey, I. You know, I, I got those reports done. I'm doing really good at work. We're, and we're all, and some of us are always seeking out external validation and affirmation. One thing to know, and I learned this, this is some psychology I learned because uh, I was studying for myself. And if you were ever raised, like a lot of us 80s babies were raised solo because our parents were young, um, you know, especially if you had young parents. A lot or and you were the only child, right? Sometimes you could have been left alone. Like now you can't leave kids alone. When we was growing up, child, as long as you had a house phone, a key, bye. And we were too young to be at home by ourselves. 
But our parents would be like, you all right? We'd be like, yeah, all right, cool, bye. <laughs> and they would be gone, right? And there's nothing against them. I probably, if I would have been raised and if I would have been, if I would have had a kid at that time at my mom's age, I would have did the same thing. Like my child, cool. I could be out, shoot my child holding it down. Right. But when you are neglected in that way and they didn't know, so we got to give our parents grace, right? People don't know what they don't know. We know that now because as we, we, as we dealing with it now, we, we didn't know back then. So we just got to give them grace and let them and forgive and things like that. Right. Give them grace. They didn't know. But when you're left alone a lot and you raise as an only child or you didn't have a parent who was always emotionally available, like my mom did so good with affection. She, I knew my mom loved me. Like she was affectionate queen. And I love that about her. I love that she did that for me because now I'm super affectionate because my mom was super affectionate with me. Now you can't even hug the woman. The woman be like, oh, get off me. <laughs> now I can't even hug and kiss my mama. But when I was a little kid, that was, she overwhelmed me with, with affection and love. And I love that. So I love that. Uh, I love that she gave me that that gift. Um, but when you're when you're raised alone and emotionally neglected, what happens is you grow up as a people pleaser because you're seeking that validation. You're seeking that. Oh, my God. Great job. Because that feels feels good to you because you didn't get enough of that as a kid. So if you have children, affirm them all the time and not affirm them when they're when they're doing stuff or they're not. Um, but don't only affirm them when they're, they're soup. They did super outstanding. You know, don't just affirm them because they got straight A's. Affirm them when they're doing, when they're trying their best. Like if you know your child is really trying and they just can't make straight A's, affirm them anyway. You know, if you know your child did not do great in, in the, in the basketball game, affirm them anyway. You know, don't wait till they're just this super rock star to, to applaud. Because what happens is then they start seeking validation or we as people start seeking validation from outside sources. And that's where the relationships start in like high school. That's when the drugs start. That's when the, you know what I mean? Because you're, you're, you care more about what others think and feel about you versus your parents and the love that you didn't get, right? So as adults, we grow up as people pleasers and then people pleasing turns into everything has to be applauded. Everything, if it's, if it's not applauded or somebody doesn't tell us it's a good job, we don't feel it's good enough. And then we get in relationships and we're seeking people to tell us they love us every second of the day, you know, or uh, you didn't tell me I'm beautiful today. Well, I told you yesterday I wouldn't be, you know, my ex one time he said, I wouldn't be with you if you weren't beautiful. So what are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> you know, so you got to fill your own cup. You got to be like, I did that. That was good. I don't care. Y'all don't got to applaud me. Shoot, I did good. Like, even if it, if you got to put some stank or some swag on it. You know, you have to applaud yourself. You have to uh, 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 show up and validate yourself because if we're always seeking outward validation, it's never enough. It's never enough because no matter what they say, the words don't concur with what's inside of you. I can tell, I can tell um, um, Diavion, I could tell Diavion all day, girl, you are blessed. You are so beautiful. You're blessed. You are so special. And that might feel good to Diavion in the moment, right? But if Diavion goes home and says, man, I ain't special. I'm not great. I'm not beautiful. Then it doesn't matter how many times I tell Diavion that her actions are going to perpetuate what she believes about herself, right? And you don't want to fill up your cup with outside validation because what happens is it becomes a drug. That's why they tell people fame is a drug. Is stronger than heroin. That's why Jay-Z said that is because people need that outside validation. And then when they don't get it, they fall 
victim to drugs and alcohol. We could look at look at people like uh David Ruffin or during the if you guys watch the new edition, the new edition thing. That's why Ricky went through drug addiction because he was chasing the high that he got on stage. He needed that that admiration. He needed that applause. He needed they love they it's something about performance. They feed off that energy. It's energy. They feed off of it. And if they don't get it, sometimes they can be susceptible to to other things to kind of fill that void. And sometimes we do that in ourselves. You know, instead of looking at ourselves to God to give us that validation or to fill us up, we look in at our bosses, we're looking at our significant others, we're looking at our children, we're looking at, you know, everybody else in our lives to tell us stuff we got to tell ourselves and the stuff that we're supposed to get from God. So we got to be careful with that. Um, and it's okay to be content. Now, we're not supposed to stay stagnant. But we definitely have to be content. Good morning, y'all. Um, I always say you have to remember that sometimes we are living in an answered prayer. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Social life, Simone. Absolutely. We're we're living. Some of y'all, I have to, I thank God every day for my house. Every day. Because there was a time where I was praying for this house, right? And always remember, too much is given, much is required. So one thing TD said this morning, Bishop TD Jake said, is, uh, you know, we pray for things, but then we feel like we don't have to show up and give no effort. So that's the other thing. So being content is one part, but then also understanding that everything takes work. Faith without works is dead, right? So we're asking and we're praying for these things. We're, we're praying for the relationship, but once you get the relationship, you don't want to do nothing special. You don't want to go above and beyond for your significant other. You don't want to buy the flowers. You don't want to show up and, and, and infirm that person. You don't want to be their number one fan. You don't want to participate. You know, you get the house, but you don't want to clean it. You want know, to tell you, you get in the house. This is so much. <laughs> you know, you get the child, but then you complain that you got the child. And I get it. Two of the two things can be the same at the same time. You know, you love your child, but you might want to kick them every once in a while. And that's natural. But at the same time, did you thank God that your child's still alive? Did you thank God that you still that you even were able to have a child? You know, in whatever way they came to you. Because sometimes we we pray for things and we work for things. And then once we get them, we complain, 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 complain. You know, and even though your your feelings are valid, however, comma, pause. We still need to be thankful because he didn't have to bless us, you know, and um, it, it is you wanted to get married, but now you don't want to be a wife. Well, you should have been praying for God to create you and make your wife by your heart before praying for the husband. You know, in this single season that I'm in right now, I've learned a lot from my past relationships about myself. It's been a lot of self-reflection of what I want, what I don't want. Um, and I've been praying for God to prepare my heart, my mind and my spirit to be a wife. I've been a girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm over that phase. Not saying you can't, you got to go through the steps and the phases. Right. But I've been asking God to download, prepare my heart, my mind. So now things are coming to me. People are coming to me. People are praying for me. I'm preparing myself for what I'm asking God for. And I'm also in the interim praying for my future husband and praying for others around me and, and getting myself right and getting my body right and getting my mind right. And not for 
not just for the blessing for myself, for sure. But so when the blessing comes, I don't rebuke it because I didn't prepare for it. You know, a lot of us pray for jobs. You don't even study what you about to go do. Do you get on a job and be like, uh, because you lied on your resume to get it? You'd be like, oh, uh, what we do now? Did you study? Did you prepare? Did you take a course? Did you pray? Did you, you know, we 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 pray for an increase of money. We pray for a blessing of money, but we do not spend any time preparing on how to handle it. And so we get it. We spend it. We look up and we'd be like, where'd it go? Because you prayed for the blessing, but we never pray for the preparation of the blessing. We never pray for the preparation of the blessing sometimes. And sometimes God is delaying your blessing because he knows you ain't prepared. Because he knows if he gave it to you, you'll self-sabotage it. That's where self-sabotage comes from. Is because It's not because we wanted to sabotage it. It's not because we wanted to not do right by it. You know, you didn't mean to mess that relationship up. You didn't mean to, to, to be a bad, you know, parent that one day. You didn't mean to spend that money that you were going to put down on the house. And then you didn't mean to, your intentions were pure, but because we didn't ask for preparation, we didn't study, we didn't move in that prepper. We didn't prepare ourselves before the blessing. We jacked the blessing up. So I always got hold my blessings until I'm ready. And that's scary. That's scary. It's a little icky because it's like, dang, well, it hold you one. You have to hold yourself accountable to prepare. And two, it's just like, dang, well, how long I got to wait? And sometimes God is like, that's up to you. Sometimes God just waiting on us. Sometimes God just waiting on us. Um, <laughs> Cindy says, I'm cracking up at your whole party in the club because I remember watching some of your Southern state during the, uh, <laughs> the panorama <laughs> was like, only three-fourths of the state. Yeah. No, nah, we was turning up during 2020. I ain't gonna lie to you. I We had parties. Like, it, didn't nothing slow down. We, I did. I had a whole party in the club. And I believe, did I vlog it? I don't remember. But I definitely, um, I definitely had a party during the pandemic. But now look at us now. Two years later, almost three years later, we're about to go into 2023. Twink it, y'all. The, the the pandemic is like an afterthought now. Like we still talk about it. There's still things going on, but now nobody freaks out about COVID as much. You know, it's just like, okay, go get the shot or go get this or go take care of yourself. You're good. Like we thought it was life or death. And for some people it was. For some people it wasn't. For some people who had it, they said it was horrible. I'm sorry, I'm speaking very ignorant of it, y'all. I never got it. Thank God. Hallelujah. Or if I what I did get it, I was asymptomatic. But every time I thought I may have had it, I got tested. I didn't have it. And then I never lost my taste of sense, of smell, uh, none of that. So thank God. You know, so I'm sorry if I'm speaking ignorant about the the thing. I just never, I never got it. Um, and I pray that it stays that way in Jesus' name. I'm not, I'm not being boastful or braggadocious. I'm just, you know, you blessed me. Thank you. Hallelujah. Uh <laughs> Just make sure because God will humble you. He'd be like, oh, you ain't get it, huh? Bam. Like, oh, no, 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 God, I'm, I'm straight. I'm straight, shout it. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Venetia says, rebuke the word, need to pray now. You're right. Yeah, we, we have to be mindful, especially as Christians. We are spiritual beings. We cannot utter the, the life or death is in the power of the tongue. We have to be very careful what we call ourselves, even when we're joking. Like, you remember, I don't say I'm dead no more. 
you know, we'd be like, ah, ha, ha, I'm dead. I don't say that no more. Nope. And uh, I was listening, I was watching an interview with Diddy. Well, love, he calls himself love now, but Sean Diddy Combs, Puff Daddy, Daddy Poof, Puff, whatever. And um, he was talking about how he would always tell Biggie, like, nah, don't say that. You know how Tupac, a lot, a lot of, a lot of rappers have sorry to say, even some of, even one I love to death, Nipsey, spoke about death in their music. When you speak, especially when it comes to music, music is a vibration because you said it one time for the record, but it's being played over and over and over and over and over again around the world. It's a manifestation. Your words are manifest. You, your words will manifest. That's why they say, affirm yourself. I am beautiful. I am wise. I am smart. I am intelligent. I'm a catch. I'm God fearing. I'm. That's why you're supposed to say I am because you're speaking like God. God says I am. Call him I am. Right. I am. You're you're pouring those godly blessings into you, because if you say, well, I am blank, I am depressed, I am lazy, I am. Those are those are lowering your vibration. So you have to be very careful what you affirm and what you attach yourself to. Now, you could say I'm 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 sad today. That's different from I'm depressed. Depressed puts a label on it and then you start believing it because whatever you say, you believe. The stories you tell yourself, it just perpetuates, right? And that's oh, going back to the story. That's why Diddy was like, I always tell Biggie, like, no, nah, we're not saying that. Because he knew how powerful certain statements would be. But that's why, if you listen to his music, it's Can't Stop, Won't Stop, Bad Boy for Life. That's why I don't know too many record labels that would start by one black man. It's still going like that. Even LaFace has been sold. Motown has been, you know... I don't know if Barry Gordy still owns Motown, but you know, it, his words are very powerful. Can't stop, won't stop, bad boy. Now his son is saying it. He said it first. Now his son is saying it. Now it's a popular song. And now everybody's saying it. That's words of affirmation. That's confirmation. That's power. So your words and the things that you listen to, the things that you consume, that's why they say, read your word. Because in the Bible says, uh, so the disciples went to, oh, Lord, forgive me for, we learned this last night. The disciples went somewhere, I think to the Pharisees, I believe. If I'm wrong, correct me in the comments. Uh, the, the, the disciples went to the Pharisees and they were eating without washing their hands, right? And um, in that time, they felt that, and I'm, and I'm giving you guys a story that our apostle told us last night. So if I mess this up, let me know in the comments. I'm sorry, Jesus, I, please forgive me. But Jesus took the disciples to the Pharisees. And at the time, if you did not, or the Jew, it were there were Jewish people. If you did not wash your hands before you ate, they looked at dirt as demons. Like whatever you consumed was demonic, right? If you did not wash your hands, you weren't pure before you ate. And he said, well, to Jesus, like, how can y'all be who y'all say y'all are? Y'all eat without washing y'all. Your disciples eat without washing their hands. And Jesus said, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles a man. It's what comes out of his mouth. That's why your words are powerful. Life or death is in the power of the tongue. So you can speak life or you can kill people with your tongue. That's why that sticks and stones when you might break my bones. That's garbage. That's false. We said it to kids so they can like make sure that they were, you know, strong. But that's so false. You can make or break your child by your words. That's why I really feel bad for children that get cussed at 
on a consistent basis. Like, what the heck is wrong with you? Just because you don't see that you're affecting your child, little pieces of them are being affected. What the F is wrong with you? You you don't act stupid. Like you guys have to be mindful what you say to your children. And I understand everybody's not on the soft, the soft movement of gentle parenting. I get that. But what I love are conversations about stopping yourself when you're angry and speaking in a way that you do not break your child's spirit and their soul at a young age, because you know, you never know how that's going to impact them. Think about how you grew up. You know, if you were raised in a household where you were constantly cussed at, called the B word, how did that make you feel? You know, let's break that generational curse if that's something that you've dealt with. Because I would, I didn't, I wasn't raised like that. I remember one time when I was a certain age and my mom said I was acting like a B word. And that was the first time she had ever, like, my mom did not cuss at me. She didn't say, you mother F, she just did not do that. So when she said that and she said I was acting like one, I was like, oh my God, I thought my world was going to end. But I love my, I thank my parents for that because they did not talk to me greasy. And y'all wonder why people out in the world talking to everybody greasy and cussing them out. That was what was done in their home. Those are taught behaviors. Thinking that you can talk out of the side of their neck and say, men, you, you say you want a woman to respect you. Go see how her mom talks to her. Go see how her mom talks to her father. Go see that relationship and that dynamic. Because either she's going to do two things. She's either going to change her ways. Or she's going to be just like her mom because we are products of our environment. Okay. So be very cautious of how you speak to others, how you speak to yourself and how you speak to children because your words matter. Everything matters. You never know that one thing can derail them for the rest of their lives. It's that serious. Brandy says this, uh, you have to do the work. You can't ask for something and just hope it happens without doing anything. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. (laughs) It doesn't. We wish we could. I wish I I wish we could. And this is why this is why I have an issue with um, spirituality at times. Right. Because what used to happen to me when I dabbled and I dabbled in tarot and all that other stuff and I only believed in spirituality. I wasn't in the word. I wasn't doing that. I would get, you know, a confirmation or I would man- I would be in this manifestation journey and I would talk about manifest. Not saying that the stuff doesn't work, but faith without works is dead. But I would only rely on what those said and then I would fall back and not do anything. You know, that's why I believe God doesn't want us to do it because you're overriding what God said versus what these cards say. And at the end of the day, you don't know what's on the other side, whether you you feel you're spiritually protected or not. You do not know. Now, I never felt like I was talking or communicating with anything demonic, but who is it? There's a spiritual realm out there that a lot of us don't know, don't see, and I'm cool with shutting that door. You know, I've shut that door to my spirit a long time ago through prayer. So I understand why people do it, but you never know. You could be fed a message. Perfect example. You could be fed a message of prosperity, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be good. Look, the car said I was going to be successful. Do you follow that with action? Or do you just keep doing what you're doing? Because you think that you're going to be successful by doing what you're doing. And that's not true. And that's why I believe God doesn't want us to rely on that because we're going to miss doing the work. We're going to miss seeking him and his validation over cards or over our our own personal manifestations. Not saying that scripting and and speaking things into existence and, and, and writing and doing vision boards is a bad thing. That's not negative. I think that's very beautiful. You're supposed to put the things in front of you so you know where to go. 
But when it comes to like tarot and, and psychics and things like that, um, you're relying on something that's not God. And sometimes you, sh you shouldn't have all the answers when it comes to stuff like that. So that's just my personal viewpoint because I used to dabble. Not going to lie to you. I go, you mean I'm always keep it real. Uh, Corey says exactly. Rich dad, poor dad discusses the lack of education of money. People think the way to solve problems is more money, but it's not. It's how you use it, save it and invest the money. Absolutely. Rich dad, poor dad is amazing book. Oh, thank you, Melon and honey. I appreciate that. Um, I'm trying to go through y'all comments before we get out of here. Bam. Korean knowledge is wealth, but what what knowledge schools need to add finance investing as a course. They're not going to because they want to keep y'all like the school system is not meant for the betterment of people, because if it was, they would have changed their curriculum a long time ago. It is our job. Oh, Corey, <laughs> not Korea. <laughs> our job is to educate ourselves and to educate our children. If you have children, not to say don't send them to school and teachers do the best that they can. But guess what? Teachers are only, they can't go and do the curriculum they want. They have to do the curriculum the school system wants. And then they have to have a standard that the school, so it's not on the teacher to teach your children everything that we're supposed to do. That's something that's supposed to be done in the home. Rich people don't rely on schools to teach their kids none of that stuff. They teach their children. This, they, they want their school to teach, teach my child math, arithmetic, history. Teach them the stuff I don't got time to teach them. I'm going to teach them how to build wealth. Wealthy people do not rely on school systems to teach their kids none of the stuff that's going to make them wealthy. Okay. They teach them about their lineage. They teach them about their personal uh, history, where they come from and that. And even though we are, most of us are African-American or of first or second generation descent of Ameri American or Canadian or whatever, we still have history. I know it doesn't go far as back as, as theirs does, and they can go back for centuries and things like that. We still have history. We still have culture. Okay. And we, we can, we can, you know, teach that. So don't think that we don't have, have that. Uh, Ross says, I thank God to never, I never got COVID either. I continue to do things to, um, protectively <laughs> and ask God every day to cover shield me from everything that is out here. Absolutely. Um, Cookie Monster also said, I used to brag that I never, I was never fired from a job and, and it finally happened. Yeah. You, God will humble you. That's why I am very careful with how I say things. And my, cause he looks at your heart because if he like, Oh, you never been fired. He, he, cause we try to take, the thing is we try to take glory for what God did. God did that. But we try to take the glory. So he'd be like, oh, you ain't. All right, cool. Boom. Here you go. Just he flex on us real quick, just so you can see that it was me and not you. And that's why he comes and gets us in the places that we're broken. That's why he comes and gets us in the places where we are lost. That's why he that's why he sends us through those seasons so we can lean on him. That's why I tell y'all we got to get start getting more religious, because if we lean on that other stuff, we're not leaning on God. We lean on the tarot and the psychics and, and, and all of the spirituality stuff. And not to say that that's all spiritual, that their spirituality has levels. And I understand that. Um, but if we don't balance that out or have more of God with us, then we can lean on that and lean on our crystals and lean on the energies and all of that stuff without leaning on God. Cause at the end of the day, God created all that or he allowed it. 
So how are we going to lean on something that has way less power than the person who made human bodies? Y'all, they cannot duplicate this. You know, they just put a robot. That robot's still stiff. That robot's still moving like this. They cannot recreate human life. It is dang near impossible. So why are we giving so much power to things and people who did not create everything? You know, but that's all I have today. Oh, wait, one more time. One more. Uh, Corey says, uh, LOL, yes, Benicia, we think that uh, that we need the courses. Ohio is now having financial education as a mandatory credit in high school if it if I'm not. And that's beautiful, especially if they're not getting it. But it is our responsibilities to teach our children, our families, have the conversations in our families. It's not the school system's uh, job to to teach us anything because they ain't not going to. Brandy says, true, that's why I stay humble because the Lord gives you and he could take it away. Absolutely. I hope you guys have a beautiful, blessed day. Happy Thursday. Oh, it is October 6th. It's my poppy's birthday. I got to I gotta call him. Um, love you guys so much. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. Happy October 6th. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Oh, and then if you, uh, Monday is Columbus Day. I think we may take Monday off because child, I need it. I might take Monday off. Um, so I'll let you guys know tomorrow. Um, cause military is, you know, I like to stick it to the military holiday schedule personally. I miss that. So I like to stick to it. All right. <laughs> I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. And I will catch you guys tomorrow. Bye y'all.